When was the last time you were in contact with your father? It's been a long time. We believe your father is creating a weapon with the power to destroy entire planets. If my father built this thing, then we'll need to find him and bring him back. This is our chance to make a real difference. Ready? I couldn't face myself if I gave up now. None of us could. We'll take the next chance. And the next time. You're rebels, aren't you? Star Wars story. Hey folks, it's Rico, and you're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi, show 614 for December 11th, 2016. And you just heard uh, one of the many, I think they're up to about 489 now, uh, TV spots for Rogue One, but it looks great. I'm really excited. Uh, Lynn and I are going to go see it on Thursday. You know, they do those Thursday night shows. The day before a lot of these movies premiere these days, especially the big ones, going to a 7 o'clock show, I think it is, at my uh, favorite local theater. So pretty pretty excited about that. Only, I guess, four days away for, for me, five days for a lot of people or whatever. But next weekend, we'll all be uh, – I know everyone listening will be there at, uh, at seeing Rogue One as soon as they can. So uh, the early reactions are it's, it's, it's really good. They had a big Hollywood premiere yesterday. Uh, I was about to say out in Hollywood, but I just said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, there's, uh, it sounds like people are really, really loving the movie so far. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I mean, the, this is the kind of movie where maybe spoilers aren't as big a deal as maybe last year's The Force Awakens. I mean, I don't want to know a blow by blow, you know, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some things in it that'll be a little bit of a surprise maybe. Uh, uh, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, Tarkin being in it, perhaps, uh, you know, um, of course, Vader, they've already revealed, has got a little bit of, uh, to do in it. But anyway, I am very excited. I, I've, um, I think I've said a few times before, I'm kind of more, almost more excited, more pumped for this than I was for The Force Awakens. I mean, I love that movie. It was a great movie. Fun to be back in the universe. But uh, this just looks like a lot of action, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to to learning about these other characters and everything. So, all right. Well, before uh, I, I probably could have saved most of that till we got to the show proper, but whatever, whatever. It's my show. So, uh, but we're going to really talk about today, uh, and I'm going to play the sh- the episode, the Star Trek episode. It's going to be a as I call a classic style show. We're going to look at a a Voyager episode from season four. Season four. Yes, I can speak. Uh, this. Um, this is from early in season four, episode three of that season called Day of Honor. Uh, it's kind of a Balana story mostly, but there's some other things going on too. So uh, that's what's uh, coming up here on the podcast and talk a little bit about TV and a few other things. So let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life.
My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's trick flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a Reach Cult, and you're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi. Again, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, this is Trex and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. I'm Rico, your host. If you've uh, just tuning in for maybe the very first time, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I talk about Star Wars, Star Trek, sci-fi, television, movies, books a little bit, comics, uh, props, uh, collectibles, whatever. That's all here. And uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash Treks and Sci-Fi. Sign up now and get your free official Treks and Sci-Fi light-up pen. Yes, if you want, if you become a Patreon member. And if you do and you want a pen, you got to just email me at treksf at gmail.com for Patreon members only. All right, um, so this week, uh, let's see. Well, I'll give you the weather report. We're having our first big snow here in Michigan today on Sunday, uh, December 11th. Uh, probably going to be at least a half a foot of snow, maybe seven, eight inches when it's done. I've hemmed and hawed for the past several years to getting a snowblower, and I finally uh, pulled the trigger yesterday, and I ordered one from a nearby Lowe's store, which uh, unfortunately isn't going to be here in time for this snow. I'm going to get it in a couple of days, but I, I can shovel, and Lynn and I can shovel and handle one more snow before I get a snowblower. I've, I've never really had one. I've had a, a used one years ago, or I had a used one years ago. I think I've even had two different used ones for a very short period of time. They were, frankly, junk. Uh, when people give away snowblowers when they're getting a new one, there's a reason they're doing that. They're junk. And, I'm, I, you know, I, I can do a lot of stuff around the house, carpentry, electrical, plumbing, um, painting, of course, but but mechanical engines like car engines and, and a snowblower engine and, and lawnmower engines, they've always never, it's never been something I've really been that good at or worked on. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so I just decided to get a brand new one and that'll be coming in a few days. So I'll be able to survive the winter and I'm guaranteeing that that's going to mean we're, we probably won't have a lot of snow this winter because I'll have a snowblower and I won't care. All right, uh, that's exciting, geeky stuff, right? Let's talk a little bit about um, geek, uh, real geek stuff, not snowblowers, uh, real geek stuff, which is, although I'm surprised they haven't like got a Star Wars licensed snowblower yet because the Star Wars licensing machine, now that we've got a new movie again, is um, is becoming, uh, you know, is out there. I just saw, let's see, I think it was Arnie Hoover on the Star Wars Action News podcast post on Facebook Star Wars copy paper. Now, you might think, oh, the paper has some kind of Star Wars logo or something on it. Nope, 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 nope. It's just the packaging. It's just the little paper sleeves that the that the 500 reams of, you know, sheets of paper come in uh, with a Star Wars kind of, you know, outer shell or whatever you want to call it on the packaging of the thing. I remember last year with The Force Awakens, it was everywhere, too. 
they had Star Wars grapes in the grocery store. Just basically the outer package had a picture of Yoda. Uh, I mean, they were green like Yoda, the grapes. That's about it. Uh, Star Wars water. I've seen just, a you know, again, a 24-pack of water with just a sleeve around it, a little plastic sleeve around it with a Star Wars sticker on it, basically. I mean, it's... Uh, I wonder really how much that helps them sell those products. I really, I really do. I wonder if they really see a bump and if it in if it pays for the uh, the licensing fee that they, you know, that they must pay uh, pay to um, Disney or whoever it is. I guess it's Disney now. So uh, who knows? But um, but they, I don't know how did to get off on that topic about licensing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, oh, I was talking about the snowblower again and having um, a Star Wars official snowblower. Yeah. Hey, I just gave them an idea, right? So, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about television. I wanted to cover a few things before we get into the Voyager episode. Uh, the big thing I want to talk about, it was about a week ago, but last week I just did that special repeat episode uh, of Star Trek Boldly. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that blast from the past. The um, the big four-part crossover between Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and DC Legends of Tomorrow happened uh, a little more than a week ago on the CW. And uh, I know there are some people out there that watch some of these shows. Uh, I know some people that watch all of them. I know some people that watch none of them. Uh, but if you don't watch these shows, first, if, if you enjoy comic-type stuff, superhero-type stuff, you really should give them a shot. I've always said Flash is probably the most fun and the easiest to get into, although Supergirl is also probably along that vein. It's the lightest, you know, of the show in terms of lightest, as in, you know, Arrow can get kind of intense and a little dark. And DC Legends of Tomorrow is just a kick. It's just a fun show, uh, completely out there. It only had uh, uh, one season so far, same with Supergirl. But they're all fun, and, and if you... Um, if you'd like to watch them and you don't, you know, you're behind, get the CW app and you can get caught up. Uh, I don't know if they have all the previous seasons on that app. I watch these episodes as they come out, but um, I know you can get you can get caught up a bit on it. Um, and and I believe they're on Netflix too. I think previous seasons. I think so. Um, so they did this crossover event, which was based on an old comic book series called Invasion, which basically, just like it sounds, there's an invasion of these aliens, which you you frankly don't really learn a ton about in this in this four-part event. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. I even made a music video, uh, put it up on Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com forward slash Trekkie. Uh, you can find my uh, videos there from conventions and music videos. I also put it up on uh, YouTube. Just search for Trek SF there on YouTube. Or, or I think if you search for Treks in Sci-Fi, you'll find my stuff there. Uh, but the uh, Supergirl didn't really have a lot uh, overlapping into this uh, crossover event. A little bit towards the end of the episode, it mostly was Flash and Arrow and DC Legends of Tomorrow. But I think they handled it well. I love the characters meeting each other for the first time. I love the interactions, the the effects, the fights, uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, a really uh, really a lot of fun. And and you know we get Avenger movies and we're gonna get a you know Justice League movie, but they're movies that happen you know once every couple of years and there's two hours and it's gone. And I, I've said many many times that if you like superheroes and if you like comics. These TV shows is your best uh, your best stuff right now because you get a lot more of it per year, and they're they're really well done. You know, great casts on all the shows. 
they have a lot of fun with it, and uh, they're they're just well written, well acted. I feel. Uh, and well produced. They're not cheap looking. You know, they do a pretty good job with the effects for television. Even Supergirl with the flying, I think they handle that real well. Uh, in fact, actually, I think even season two, they're doing a better job with it. Uh, uh, there was concern, you know, I think some people were thinking that with the move from CBS to the CW, that maybe it, the show would suffer somehow production wise, production value wise. And I don't think that's true at all. I think it's just as good or if not better. Then season uh, one in that aspect, I think they've gotten some techniques and some learned some ways to make uh, the flying better. But uh, yeah, the uh, it was great. I, I I really enjoyed it. The other uh, cool show that's been going for this fall that if you're not watching, you, you've got to figure out a way to watch this show because if you're a geek nerd, you like sci-fi. Uh, this is probably the best thing in that area that's been on television in a while. Uh, Westworld. This is based on, uh, you know, the book by Michael Crichton, the, the, you know, sort of, I guess, loosely based on the, they did a movie, but it, it, it's really its own thing. It just takes the name and the, the sort of the overall concept of this Westworld, sort of an amusement park where people can go and interact with artificial humans, uh, whether you call them robots, androids, um, they call them uh, hosts, actually, as in they're hosts to the guests of the park. It's a little weird word to use. I've always thought because hosts almost sounds like the the guests could you could use that name for the guests. But anyway, the show is is very much if you enjoyed the new Battlestar Galactica and the whole thing of what human is, what what uh, you know what a, a a live you know you know like the whole human Cylons uh, that they introduced in Battlestar Galactica, the human looking. Uh, machines uh, is is a lot of what's going on here in Westworld, and, and one of the big concepts of this is that the the machines, you know, the, the hosts in the park, are actually a little bit um, better uh, people. I'll just call it than than the people are. You know, the people are are, are really most of them. There there aren't very many redeeming. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, the people are the nasty pe- nasty ones on the show. The real people. Uh, but oh my gosh, there's so many twists and turns. It's 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 a show that uh, I've found. You know, I watch a lot of uh, TV uh, over the years, especially sci-fi. Of course, this is just a show you really don't see where things are going or coming. I mean, there are some surprises, especially in the finale. Some things we learn. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on. And and Anthony Hop, uh, sorry, Anthony Hopkins uh, is in the series, and and he just brings a huge air of. Uh, what do you call it, um, gravitas to, to his part and his role and the, and the series in general. He's such a great actor, and, and he works so well in this series. Uh, I, I, again, I think they, um, yeah, well, I know they've they've ended their, their first season. I think it was only, I was going to, the, the reason I started to say I think, it was, I think, 10 episodes total, so a short season, uh, but a, a great one, really an, an amazing first season. I can't wait to see where it goes at this stage. Uh, I think that it's probably going to be at least a year before it's back on. I don't know when exactly. I'm, I'm assuming and hoping at least it won't be more than a year. Maybe next summer, fall, the, the next season would start. Super well done. Check it out. Uh, you know, Get the HBO Go app. I think that's what it's called. Or subscribe to HBO or figure out a way to do it. Um, the, the, the show is fantastic. I mean, HBO has really become... In the in the 
last five to 10 years, uh, you know, really, I, I don't watch a lot of movies on HBO. Well, I usually see most movies I want to see. Uh, I watch the series. I watch things like Game of Thrones uh, in this show, Westworld. Um, the the other one I liked a lot was True Blood. You know, there's just uh, just great stuff on HBO. So uh, I can't say enough good things about Westworld. Check it out. I'm a television junkie. And the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Television junkie, I don't like Hello, I am not Jen. And I am most certainly not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. But you are listening to Treks and Sci-Fi with our good friend Rico Dosti. And when you're finished with... When you're finished... <laughs> When you are done listening to Rico, you can head on over to the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Fangirls with the mostest. The socially functional fangirls who walk on the wild side. <laughs> We're the crazy hippies who know how to shoot a gun. <laughs> I do, do you? I do not, but I don't want to. Good. <laughs> But I support your right to. <laughs> this will never make it onto a promo. It might. <laughs> okay, uh, I wanted to point out that um, at this time of the you know holiday season for a lot of people here in the U.S., uh, certainly uh, Christmas is approaching. There's a thing that they're doing online, Marvel Studios. Just go check out Marvel Studios Hero Acts, A-C-T-S. I think it's .com, but you can find it if you if you Google Marvel Studios Hero Acts. Um, the, they're doing a uh, charity promotion thing. Basically, people post up uh, photos of them. Uh, you know, maybe some kind of costume or, or heroic pose. It really doesn't matter that much. Uh, but what they do, if you put up a photo, is they donate money to children's charities around the world, uh, you know, helping to provide, you know, food, clothing, shelter, type, you know, all kinds of things for kids uh, all over the world that are in need, at, you know, at, all year long, I was going to say at this time of year, but at all, only all year long, there there are children in need. And I think this is a, a real worthy cause. And the cool thing about it is you put up a photo up and I think they donate for the photo you put up $15 to charity. And then if you post the photo also, if you if you link it and post it up on Facebook, it's another $15. And if you put it on your Twitter account, it's another $15. So for one little photo, quick little upload of a photo of yourself, uh, the um, you know that's like forty five dollars plus. From what I was reading on it, you can do this multiple times, and it also enters you in a contest. Um, I think it was for some kind of trip to see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie um, when it comes out next spring. So um, it's it's just a great thing. I mean, basically they're just uh, they're, they're they they want to donate to these. You know, Marvel Studios is looking for a, a charity thing to donate to, and, and and a cool way to do it is to have a lot of people just put up these pictures and, and they can participate in a way. And I, I like it. I'm going to do it a few times. Of course, I've got a bunch of co convention pictures that can be put up, but you don't really have to go fancy with it. You know, just, you know, put your pump, your fist in the air, like you're, you're flying or taking off or punching a bad guy and, and post that up there. So uh, again, 
Marvel Studios Act. Uh, sorry, Marvel Studios Hero Acts. Dot com. I put it up on the Facebook um, Trex and Sci-Fi group. I put it up on my own personal Facebook page. It, it's all over. You can find it. So um, so do that. All right. I think uh, we're almost about 20 minutes into the podcast. So let's get into the Voyager episode. This is called Day of Honor. Like I said, it, uh, it's in the early part of season four. And we'll uh, we'll watch the episode together. Or you're li- you'll listen. I'll watch. I'll watch and listen. And then I'll comment on the episode as we go. So um, here we do it. Here we do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Here we are to do it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm in a goofy mood. Maybe it's the weather. I, I don't know. I always feel like when there's weather like this, it it, it's, it, um, it makes things a little weird out. Although I'm glad, glad it's snowing this much on a Sunday and I don't have to try to get out and drive in it. So, uh, so here we go with the Voyager episode. All right, we're down in the uh, Seven's little alcove to regenerate at, uh, in this. This is just a few episodes into her, you know, arriving on Voyager. Commander Chicote. I understand you wanted to see me. I'm told you were the officer in charge of personnel, that you prepare the duty assignments. Is that the correct phrase? That's right. I'm finding it difficult to spend so much time alone. I am unaccustomed to it. The hours do not pass quickly. I can understand that. How can we help? I've been considering the matter carefully. I would like to request a duty assignment. Did you have something specific in mind? Yes. Now what? There's been a rupture in the coolant injector. I can see that. Why haven't you sealed it off? I'm attempting to do so. So now we're down in engineering, of course, with, um, what's this guy's name? Vorak, I think. I always forget the Vulcan engineer. I have an idea. Perhaps it would be advisable to reconfigure the coolant assembly. That would give us greater control over the pressure valve emissions. You're probably right. And tomorrow we can do it first thing, but not today. I don't understand. Why wait until tomorrow? And today would be a much Not today, Vorak. Yeah. Hey, I got his name right. Been a while since good I said good morning. old Warwick. Here's the helm control evaluation you wanted. Thank you. We still on for dinner tonight? I may have to work, I'll let you know. Uh-huh. Okay. Have you decided if you're if you're going through with it? I have, and I'm not. Today hasn't started out very well, and the last thing I need is to get involved with some obscure Klingon ritual. You were the one who suggested it. I know. And for one sentimental minute, I thought that I might actually go through with it, but not anymore. Of course not. Wouldn't want to get too sentimental. I overslept this morning because I forgot to tell the computer to wake me. And then the acoustic converter in my sonic shower blew Seems out. Seems like the computer would not That'll need that. That'll make your hair stand on end. So I didn't have time for breakfast, and when I got here, two people were out sick, so I had to cancel the fuel cell overhaul, and then an injector burst for no apparent reason, and started spewing plasma coolant. Well, that's a run of bad luck, all right. So I am in a bad mood, and I know that I am being a little bit testy. No, that's okay. Think about that dinner. Be careful. Something interesting just happened. What's that? Seven of Nine requested a duty assignment. Fascinating. She wants to work in engineering. What? 
The Borg <laughs> use transwarp yeah, I, to travel through space like, faster no, than No, no, please, we no. One of them. We don't know anything about transwarp technology. Playing around with it could be dangerous. That's where Seven of Nine comes in. She's offered to work with you. What do you think her real motives are? She's having a tough time making the transition from the collective. She wants something to do. I never thought of you as naive, Chakotay. Bottom line is, I don't want her working in engineering. The bottom line is, I'm giving you an order and you're going to follow it, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Do people Whatever still say, say oh, snap? I don't think they do. <sighs> All right. So, Day of Honor, episode three from season four of Voyager. Actually, it was supposed to originally be episode four of the season, but they swapped it with the uh, the other episode. Uh, I think it was called Nemesis. This episode was written by one of the executive producers of Voyager, one of actually the creators of Voyager, along with a few others, um, Brandon Braga and Ron Moore, I think both. Uh, Jerry Taylor wrote this episode. You know, the three of them, I think, created the concept of Voyager. Directed by uh, Jesus, let's see if I say is this guy's name right. Directed by Jesus Salvador Trevino. So, basically this episode is mostly focuses on Balana and especially Balana and her starting relationship, heading towards a romantic relationship with Tom Paris. They've always been a couple of my favorite characters. I also was a big fan of... Um, bringing you know on a long journey back to earth to me it makes sense that a couple of the crew at least and and in this case you know you're always going to have to use your main cast you don't just bring in like you know some couple of you know that you'll never see again it wouldn't make much sense but i always made it made sense to me that basically some people would start to uh you know become involved on, on, a, on a ship like this after this you know all this time they're going to spend together trying to get back home so, and one of the interesting things about this, at first, Paris and Balana are kind of at odds with each other. They're not, you know, so this idea of opposites attract a bit is, is kind of at play here. But I think it's handled pretty well in this episode. So let's get you back into the first act. To contact the Borg. And I want to believe that's true. I assure you it is. I've decided not to post a security detail while you're in engineering, but you have to realize there are rules. You'll be expected to follow our protocols. You'll report directly to Lieutenant Torres and obey any order she gives you. I understand. One more thing. Your designation, Seven of Nine, is a little cumbersome. Wouldn't you prefer to be called by your given name, Annika? I have been Seven of Nine for as long as I can remember. All right. Then maybe we could streamline it a little. How would you feel about Seven? Imprecise, but acceptable. Tuvok to Captain Janeway. Yes, Tuvok. Please come to the bridge. A ship is approaching. Of course a ship is approaching. It's always amazing to me, you know, every time it happens, it's that, damaged, you know, but functional. this huge amount of space. Energy emissions are oh, so low, there's a ship it's probably not right capable of warp ship. speed. Several dozen life signs aboard. We are being hailed, Captain. Open a channel. I'm Captain Catherine Janeway of the Federation Starship Voyager. I am Roman. 
My people He's ramen. Of the ramen noodles? What? I apologize for our appearance and the condition of our ship. Most of our people were assimilated by the Borg uh -oh. over a year ago. We lost everything. How many of you escaped? A few thousand on 30 ships. All that's left from a planet of millions. I'm sorry. Captain, I want to assure you, my people were once proud and accomplished. I understand. It pains me to have to ask this, but I have 88 people to care for on this vessel. We need food, medicines. Is there any way you could help us? Of course. Send us a list of your needs and we'll see what we can do. I'm deeply grateful. If it's not too much to ask, is there any way you might also spare a small quantity of thorium isotopes? Without them, our systems can't function. I think we can arrange that. I'll speak to my engineer. You can't imagine what this means to us, Captain. Thank hey, you. it's an alien group that's not just shooting at them. <coughs> Excuse me. How are those thorium isotopes coming, Vorak? I'll admit I'm having trouble controlling the neutron absorption. Try increasing the temperature of the plasma. Get the thorium to the captain as soon as it's ready. So we're down in uh, Engineering 7's there. Tell me something. When you hear about people like the Katati, do you have any feelings of remorse? No. That's it? Just no? What further answer do you require? Oh, maybe some kind of acknowledgement of the billions of lives you helped destroy? A justification for what you did? Maybe a little sense of guilt? Guilt is irrelevant. Heartwarming. I've set the parameters for the tachyon bursts we'll need to create a transwarp conduit. It will be several hours before the main deflector can be modified. I think it would be best if I waited in my alcove. I think you're right. Yeah, Seven and Balana never really... Uh, it took a long time for them to, to form a, a relationship that wasn't so adversarial. And, you know, I don't think she's, you know, in this current situation and state of mind... Balana's a little not, you know, she's bothered too. One of the background things going on in this episode too is uh, Roxanne Dawson plays Balana is pregnant, just a few months into her pregnancy, and uh, most of the cast actually if I ever doesn't saw a job know for the morale officer, that. It's sitting right here. I'll bet I can help. But Robbie McNeil does, and uh, with I some of the things that happen in the later part of the episode, he. He made sure that she always took a lot of breaks and took it better? easy in this episode. And even though a lot of the crew and cast didn't know about the pregnancy. How did you know about that? Has Tom been talking to you? Not at all. No, I, I make it a point to know these things. And if I'm correct, many Klingon families traditionally serve blood pie on the Day of Honor. I appreciate uh, the gesture, Neelix, but um, I've decided to ignore this particular tradition. No blood pie, no examining my behavior over the last year to see if I measure up to Klingon standards. Understood. 
Lieutenant. Without knowing why there's a black cloud hanging over your head, may I suggest something? Go right ahead. You have a bit of a temper that you keep reined in. And sometimes it builds up inside you until you explode at someone. I'd say that about sums it up. I'm offering to be a pressure valve. A what? You may use me to blow off steam. When you're angry, come see me. Call me names. Insult me. Question my parentage. I won't take it personally. And you won't need to keep things bottled up inside anymore. That may be the nicest offer I've had in a long time. Thank you, Neelix. You're sweet, but I'm not sure I could do that to you. I'm here if you need me. Yeah, not Neelix. good to keep stuff inside. About this um, day of honor. Do you think I should go through with it? I've always thought traditions were good things. Worth preserving. I've been thinking a lot about the rituals that my mother taught me, and they don't seem quite so hateful as they did when I was a child. <sighs> Maybe being so far away from anything Klingon has changed me. It certainly can't hurt to go through with the ceremony. I don't know what effect it'll have on me. That's what's frightening. There's uh, some books available, too, that focus in on uh, the Day of Honor, this Klingon uh, ritual, too. All right. Which is an interesting connection. They don't do that a lot on the TV show. Bring on the blood pie. Blood pie. Mmm, yummy. I can do this. Is it like kidney pie? It doesn't look really super bloody. It looks kind of like uh, rice and... Uh, I don't know, some weird meatball thing in it. And now Balan is going into sort of this cave, looks very Klingon-like, and there's a Klingon Kupra. approaching with uh, fires and things what going. What warrior goes there? Must be on the holodeck. My name's Belana. Have you come to have your honor challenged? I guess so. Yes. Are you willing to see the ceremony through to the end? That's the idea, isn't it? What do I do? It will be a lengthy ordeal. First, you must eat from the heart of a sanctified tog. More food. More yummy Klingon food. So I think if you're on the holodeck and food is presented, isn't the food like real? One who eats it. You know, right? They Next, replicate certain things. You will drink motluck. From the grail of Kalis. So the food and drink would be uh, would drink be a replicated to the uh, glory thing. of Kalis, the greatest warrior of all time. <coughs> Kalis defeated his enemies on the field of battle. This is a very tall Klingon that's there with her. Although I think Balana's not super tall, but. Uh, He's like a good um, I haven't like built any empires and, and I can't say that I personally defeated any enemies in battle but you have to realize I'm not living among warriors. Ah, then how do you expect to distinguish yourself? 
I don't know. I guess I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> A pitiful reply. Let us proceed. Hit him, Volana. Just A punch warrior him. must endure great hardship. To test your metal, you will endure the ritual of 20 pain sticks. After that, you will engage in combat with a master of the butleth. This guy has these Finally, like bug out eyes, kind of like Gaurav. You traverse the sulfur lagoons of Gorath. You know, I don't think so. I didn't want to do this before you described it. Certainly not now. I'm leaving. Not until you have completed the ceremony. So two Klingons are with these pain sticks and Milana starts fighting them. Thanks so much. It's been lovely. And now we're back, uh, looks like in her quarters. Uh... Come in. I tried to find you before, but you were on the holodeck. That's right. You know, you left it running. <laughs> there was a Klingon in there who didn't look too happy. Really? Yeah, and he was nursing a whale of a black eye. Looks like he had to run in with someone having a really bad day. It's very funny. You leave the holodeck running. So, how'd it go? That's, uh, uh, that's interesting. It didn't. Do you mind if we talk about something else? I like her quarter. Fact, she I has do. some interesting little paintings on the wall here. You've been like uh, a spitting cobra I don't remember all noticing day, and it's much getting before. boring. You know, we designed that holodeck program together, and I think you owe me the courtesy of telling me what happened. It was ridiculous, meaningless posturing. Honor, dishonor, what does it matter? It matters because it's part of who you are. You've been running away from that your whole life. Who are you to tell me that? I care about you. But if you're going to keep pushing me away, then there's no point in my staying around, is there? Fine. Just leave me alone. Oh, don't worry. This is the way you treat people who try to be your friend. You'll be alone, all right. Ouch. I read or I, uh, a long time ago at a convention, uh, maybe 10 years back, I met Robbie McNeil, got an autograph picture. Uh, Super cool guy, super nice guy. I always remember though that the picture he was, or the pen he was using to sign Every with broke or something. He had ink all over his hands and he had to like run to the restroom but and it's wash off on the right before he signed my autograph. Every parent sacrifices for their child, but even so, there's not enough food. So one of these aliens is aboard now. We're talking to Janeway, uh, Chakotay, I think he's there. Yeah, and uh, the senior staff, Tuvok. Relocation to a planet where you could grow your own food. Of course. But we haven't been welcomed anywhere. Because we have no resources, everyone treats us like vagrants, even criminals. The makeup on these aliens for this episode is, is, is pretty darn cool. It's, it's much more elaborate, I think, than the, most of the time they do other aliens. His hands, he's got this weird, long back to his head. He actually looks really elaborately done and, and pretty interesting. Uh, Apparently, 
Keeping your bellies full is more important to you than helping those less fortunate. That's unfair. Ouch. These are the most generous people you could hope to meet. But if we gave supplies to everyone who asked, we wouldn't have anything left. Nix, how much food can we spare? We could provide each ship with a, several hundred kilograms. Do it. And check with the doctor to see if he can spare any medical supplies. Hi, Captain. Several hundred kilograms? That's that's not a lot May of the gods mass. smile on you <laughs> and your crew. For for a ship of you know, whatever they are, Please 80, escort, I guess, 80 people each on average or something like that per ship, maybe. You know, that's uh that'll keep them keep them in food for maybe a couple of days or something. But anyway. I've never navigated a transwarp conduit. Any problems I should be aware of? You'll have no idea what you're doing. If we attempt to enter one, I'll have to take helm control. Oh, I don't know I about that. I am a that. good study. What species is that? She is a human who lived as a Borg. Borg! She is disconnected from the Collective. She won't harm you. Where's my wife? Where are my children? What did you do with them after you took them? What did you do with my family? Mr. Paris, please proceed. I lost everything. My family, my home. <sighs> Sorry about that. About what? Well, the way he reacted to you. He didn't injure me. Good. There are many people on this ship who have similar feelings toward me. I'm afraid you're right. Does that bother you? No. Well, I'm not one of those people. We all have a past. What matters is now. I'm uncertain what you're trying to say. That... If there's any way that I can help you adjust to your life here on Voyager... Please ask me. I will remember your offer. Hey, Mr. Paris, don't you got one girlfriend already? Come on. It is a really interesting episode, I think, with uh, that little blend with Seven, you know, and her saying she's not affected by these, you know, running into these species. But eventually, of course, she becomes very affected by when they run into future. Get as much sensor data as we can, and then close it up. Future species that have been affected. I've set up a temporary tachyon matrix within the main deflector. It's online. Engineering to the bridge. We're ready to start, Captain. Go ahead. And I hadn't remembered that they had already they had already this quickly played around with transport. I'd like to reroute stuff. helm control to engineering. Agreed. Jane, way out. Seems like Take a day or two in engineering to I know. Makes it easy. Or uh, maybe not. We're at warp 2.3. All right. Fork. Start emitting the tachyons. Energizing the matrix. There's no indication of a subspace field. I'd recommend switching to a higher energy band. That did something. The subspace field is forming. Tachyon particles are leaking into the propulsion system. Shut down the deflector. Done. But the leak is continuing. Oh, oh. That's the not good. If you can't stabilize the core immediately, evacuate engineering. Hi, Captain. I'll get back to you. I've cut all power relays, but the tachyon levels are still rising. All right. Everybody out. Now. 
That means you as well. I could be of help. That's an order! You can't order me, I outrank you. We've got to neutralize the core. I'll try decoupling the dilithium matrix. No effect. Try it again. There's all this mist it's coming off the, the, the warp core. I've got to tell you one more thing. Alana, there's no time. We've got to get out of here. Come on. Computer, prepare to reject the warp core. Authorization torso made a Torres to Janeway. Go ahead. We've dumped the core. Welcome to the worst day of my life. Oh well. Yeah, should have done a few more tests first, huh? We have to get those impulse engines back online. You and Nicoletti get started. Yes, Lieutenant. Report. We're stopped dead. The warp core is millions of kilometers away by now, and the impulse engines are seriously damaged. I can give you a few thrusters, but that's about it. How long before I can have impulse power? Uh, I can't give you an estimate on that. We're still assessing the damage. <sighs> so much for opening a transwarp conduit. I sent the Borg back to her alcove. We won't be needing her in here anymore. At least the core is still intact. Tom, take a shuttle and find it. See if you can tractor it back to Voyager. Yes, ma'am. It'll be unstable. It should be repaired before he tries to put a tractor beam on it. Well, then you go with him. Do whatever you have to. Just get it back here in one piece. Drop the core, pick up the core. You know, good shot of the shuttle leaving the back of Voyager. Good effect there. And I like seeing the warp core too drop out of the ship. They did a good job with that as well. Uh, nice, nice. It's really a good episode, solid episode. I couldn't, I didn't remember as many little things it. going on in it uh, as, as you know. I knew it was about the Day of Honor, about Paris and Blana getting more today. together, but the stuff with Seven, the if aliens, we get this core back, the trans warp right stuff. Sleeping straight through till tomorrow. Get this day over with. I'll look at it this way. How much worse could it get? Having to dump the warp core has to be the low point of any day. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm asking for this trouble somehow. Or maybe it's just a string of bad luck. Sensors have picked up a polymetallic object. Could be the core. That's the warp signature, all right. There's something else out there. A ship. According to sensors, it has the same energy signature as the Katati ships. Maybe they're guarding it for us. Right. Guarding, guarding it or want to take it. I see it. I do remember this a little bit, yeah. What do they think they're doing? Hey, they're uh, trying to put a tractor beam on Hey, it. that's ours. This is the that's shuttle ours. Cochrane to the Katati vessel. Please respond. Don't come any closer. We're performing a salvage operation. Ah, oh, what a coincidence. So are we. I'm afraid we got here first. Don't interfere or we'll open fire. Don't you realize that core is highly unstable? If you try to tractor it like that, you could cause an antimatter explosion. They're not answering. Idiots! We have to stop them from destroying the core. I'm going to try to disrupt their tractor beam. It's working. 
What was that? They sent an antimatter pulse back through our particle beam. Warning. The structural integrity field has been compromised. Now at 53% and falling. Hull breach in 2 minutes 20 seconds. Reroute power from the propulsion and weapon systems. Warning. Hull breach in 2 minutes 10 seconds. No effect. This is bad. Warning. The structural integrity field has collapsed. Hull breach in 2 minutes. We have to get out of here. Warning. Get out of here. Hull breach uh, in where? 1 minute 50 seconds. So this beamed them away from their shuttle, which just blew up, uh, you know, not too far away from them, along with that uh, alien ship taking the warp core away. Not a good day. Her day keeps getting worse. Now, they spent a lot of time doing, uh, working on the effects for this episode the, with Paris and B'Elanna floating in space. Uh, I think it's a good job. I mean, it's it's television. They, have, you know, can't do huge things, but they... they it allows them to sort of bounce a bit and and look like they're weightless. When they get the impulse engines repaired, they'll come looking for us. Well, I don't plan on just drifting here, hoping somebody will come along and rescue us. There must be something we can do. Agreed. If we could interplex the comm systems in both suits, we might be able to create a phased carrier wave. Voyager would read the signature and know it's from us. Good idea. Let me access your controls. I thought you'd never ask. So before they beamed out, uh, Tom put a little um, line, connected a, a little rope line between the two of them, and now they're pulling in uh, close together so Bolana can work on this communication thing on the two suits. So this, of course, brings them, you know... This would be a lot easier if I had a hyperspanner. Hold still. Why is it we have to get beamed into space in environmental suits before I can initiate first contact procedures? Why is it that if we're alone for more than 30 seconds, you start thinking about contact? Uh, that is not fair. The other day in engineering, I must have gone four minutes before I started thinking about it. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to initiate the carrier wave. Ah! Ah! Sorry! Ah! Better? Yeah. Let's hope it's still that strong by the time it gets to Voyager. Yeah, this is, uh, and I like that the, um, 
the, the suits are pretty simple and you can actually see their breath inside the suits, which I think works pretty well as an effect. Come which I, I'm sure that just shows anyway on the stage, but. Would you like tea or coffee? I have no need to ingest liquids. I still receive energy from the Borg alcove. My understanding is that you're almost ready to begin eating food. That is what the doctor says. Why have you asked me here? Whenever there's an accident on the ship, even a minor one, we investigate it. In order to minimize the chances of it's happening again. A prudent course of action. I didn't have a chance to talk to Lieutenant Torres before she left the ship, so... I wanted to ask you some questions about what happened in engineering. Sensor logs indicate the tachyons were leaking into the warp core. Do you have any idea how it started? No. We had reconfigured the deflector shield to emit tachyon bursts. The procedure must have triggered the leak. Who was controlling the tachyon bursts? Ensign Vorik. What were you doing? Monitoring the transwarp frequencies. And did you at any time access deflector control? You believe I'm responsible for the accident? That I deliberately sabotaged the ship? You're like the others. You see me as a threat. I won't lie to you. Part of me is suspicious. We've dealt with tachyon fields before and never had this kind of problem. Captain, I am unaccustomed to deception. Among the Borg, it was impossible. There were no lies, no secrets. And I assure you, I had nothing to do with the accident in engineering. I believe her. What about you, Captain? I believe her, I think. I mean, plus she's on the ship. I she really want to stop you. like them, you know. She sure wouldn't want to blow herself up. Difficult Although the Borg might, I guess. To integrate into this group. It is full of complex social structures that are unfamiliar to me. Compared with the Borg, this crew is inefficient and contentious. Yeah, but we're not the best, but we're good at what we do. Surprising acts you know, of compassion. For here. For on our ship. Unexpected acts of kindness are common among our group. That's one of the ways we define ourselves. Is there anything more? Yes. We still have to find out what caused the tachyon leak. Tell me what you remember about the power fluctuations in the propulsion system. So while they're looking at that, uh, we're back to uh, Paris and uh, Bellana floating around in space. This isn't anything like the simulations we had at the Academy. They felt peaceful, like floating in the womb. Yeah, right it's now, probably not too comfy to be just I'm out there in the middle of nothing. Sick to my stomach. Don't be sick. Don't be sick to your stomach. Don't do that. You dropped out too soon. In the third year, there's a six-week course of actual spacewalks so you can get used to them. I never would have lasted to the third year. If I hadn't dropped out, they would have asked me to leave. <laughs> I wish I'd known you then. You'd have hated me. I can't imagine a time I wouldn't have found you fascinating. Oh. What the hell was that? More ion turbulence. Warning, oxygen level at 114 millibars. My oxygen supply is leaking. 
Warning, oxygen level at 93 millibars. We'll have to share mine. Are you getting air now? Probably be good to figure out where the leak is yes. happening too, though. Or else all your air is just going to be gone, Much right? Much better. Thanks. What's wrong? The turbulence. Must have damaged my suit, too. I should have at least 24 hours worth of oxygen. But there's only about a half hour left. Ooh, that's not very good. That's not good. Engineering to Captain Janeway. Yes, Ensign. I'm pleased to inform you that impulse power should be restored within the hour. Good news. Let me know as soon as the engines are online. Yes, ma'am. Captain, I believe I found the cause of the accident. Erratic fluctuations in the ship's warp power. When tachyon levels rose to a resonant frequency, core pressure increased. Then it was an accident. Come in. Captain, we've picked up a carrier wave with the Starfleet signature. I'd guess it's Tom and Bolana, but they're not answering our hails. They may be in trouble. As soon as we get impulse power... Tuvok we'll... to the captain. Can you come to the bridge? On my way. Well, there's just all kinds of fun happening. Come on. You know, it's just crazy times. We're being approached by an armada of Katani ships. Armada? They're hailing us. On screen. Hello, Captain. You brought some friends. Needy friends. We're hoping you will offer us more supplies. I made it clear last time that we couldn't possibly provide you with enough for all your ships. And I had to accept that because your ship is more powerful than ours. The situation has changed, hasn't it? You seem to be at a disadvantage now. Oh, I spoke too soon earlier. They are bad aliens. I'm hoping that will make you more generous. We've given you everything we can spare. Return the core and we'll be on our way. One of our ships might not seem threatening to you, but I assure you, 27 can inflict considerable damage. We are desperate. Prepare to send us food, weapons, and your entire supply of thorium. And that Borg you're protecting. We want her too. There are many who would enjoy a chance to repay one of them for what they did to us. Yeah, that isn't gonna work for me. I don't think so. I'm lowering the oxygen ratio. That should give us a few more minutes. I'm feeling kind of groggy. Oxygen deprivation. And you're lowering it? We have to try to make it last as long as possible. It's ironic, isn't it? What? Today? The day of honor is the day that I'm going to die. We are not going to die. Today is not a good like day that? to die. We have to face up to it, Tom. There's something I've been wanting to ask you. Well, now's the time. When we first met, you didn't have a very high opinion of me. That's putting it mildly. I thought you were an arrogant, self-absorbed pig. 
flattery won't get you any more oxygen. Do you think I've changed? A lot. Now you're a stubborn, domineering pig. I'm just kidding. There I go again. Just pushing you away. You were right about me. It's what I do. Push people away. Well, it's a surefire way of not getting hurt. What a coward I am. Meanwhile, back on the Voyager, being surrounded Our weapons by are more powerful than ships. theirs. I say we fight. Maybe if we give them something. Like what? I can't imagine what would satisfy them now. I will go. They asked for me. If I surrender myself, perhaps they'll let you leave. That's very generous. But I will not turn you over to them. I was only offering to do what would be best for this group. You're part of this group now, and we're going to protect you. It's time to stop talking about this. Tom and Milana are in trouble, and we have to find them. Tuvok, what's the status of our weapons array? Weapons are at the ready, Captain, but our shield strength is extremely low. We'll have to shut down non-essential systems. Reroute power to the shields. We're going to fight. That might not be necessary. Katati technology is dependent on thorium isotopes. If they had enough, they could become self-sustaining. But we don't have that much thorium to give them. When the Borg assimilated the Katari, the survivors lost their ability to replicate the isotopes. But I have retained that knowledge. I could design an energy matrix that would produce thorium in large quantities. If you've had this knowledge all along, why didn't you say so? I am not accustomed to thinking that way. Borg do not consider giving technology away, only assimilating it. And what do you suppose made you consider it now? I'm not certain. Maybe it was just an unexpected act of kindness. Work with Warwick to build the energy matrix, while I convince the Katari there's a better way out of this. This matrix will produce 944 grams of thorium per day. Now you can power all your systems and begin to rebuild your replication technology. Will you allow us to leave? One device isn't enough for all our ships. Using this matrix as a template, you can construct as many as you like. We can provide you with components and specifications. You are free to go. And thank you. You're welcome. And can we get our warp core back too, by the way, please? I think we're going to need that. And now back at the, uh, you know. Warning. Oxygen level at 104 millibars. Not much left Tom. going. Come on. Open your eyes. 
Warning. Uh, Oxygen level at 87 millibars. Uh, I was having a dream. There's something I have to say. Me too. I'm glad the last thing I'll see is you. I've been a coward about everything. Everything that really matters. No, you're being a little hard on yourself. No. I'm gonna die without a shred of honor. And for the first time in my life, that really bothers me. So I have to tell you something. Warning. I... Oxygen level at 71 millibars. About what? I love you. Say something. You picked a great time to tell me. Voyager to Tom Paris. Cool Tom, effect. do you read me? Respond. Uh, you see the reflection of Voyager in Belia's helmet coming in. I We're here. Like the way they did. Prepare that. to beam aboard. All right, so there we go with the um, Day of Honor from Season 4 of Star Trek Voyager. I'm just going to dial down this music, and Netflix is going to start playing the next episode of Voyager in like three seconds. So <laughs> I'll turn it all the way down. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I think it's uh, it's really a great episode now that I, uh, I've watched it again recently. A lot of nice little things going on with, with different groups and and stuff happening but they're they're all interconnected you know a lot of times on star trek ds9 voyager and so forth they you know have an a and b story but they weren't really super connected a lot of times but this one was stuff with seven of nine being you know one of the early episodes when she's part of the crew uh, the these aliens coming and and needing stuff and then needing more stuff and more stuff i like it a lot i think it's a good one so, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that, listening to it as I talked a little bit about it during the episode. And, uh, yeah, I think it was pretty successful. It's a pretty well-rated episode. In the, uh, I looked at Memory Alpha. You know, most of the reviewers seem to like it a lot. Uh, different guides out there on Voyager episodes give it like a three to three and a half out of four stars type of thing. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, I am going to just take a quick break. I'll be back. We'll wrap up uh, the podcast. Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. 
Okay, I just want to say thanks again, as always, for listening to today's podcast of Treks and Sci-Fi, folks. Uh, I really appreciate that always. Uh, hope you enjoyed the look at Voyager and the other discussions about um, TV stuff and Rogue One. Gosh, Rogue One's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. One of the cool things I just learned is a, a movie theater, a nearby movie theater, the one that I go to called Imagine uh, in Novi, Michigan, is is going to be renovating. They're going to turn two of their theaters into one massive screen. It's going to be like the biggest uh, screen in Michigan, biggest movie screen in Michigan, bigger than any of the IMAXs around. And that uh, is expected to, they're going to not close at all, but they'll be renovating during a lot, two of the theaters. It's, I think there's like 15, 16 theaters in that. Uh, but two of them are going to be, like I said, close to to make one big screen but the the nice thing about this is it's supposed to be done by early may of 2017 so all of next summer's movies just about i'll be able to see in this uh, massive screen it's going to be uh going to be really cool it's only about a 20 25 minute drive from my house so all right next week you're going to have a guest podcast hopefully uh, maybe mark will be here with a classic sci-fi movie or, or one of our regular guest podcast people uh, other than Mark will be here. Uh, and then in two weeks, my plan is to do a special vidcast. Uh, this year, I didn't really get a chance to do, we're not doing any Secret Santa stuff with our normal group. None of that. Um, so I, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do. That's going to come out around Christmas time, uh, either maybe just before Christmas or after, uh, or who knows, maybe I'll record it early and release it on Christmas Day. I'm thinking about making it sort of non-geeky and just talk about some of my favorite Christmas uh, movies, TV shows, specials, stuff like that. Perhaps it'll be a vidcast, though. I think uh, so. Um, and then uh, we'll we'll be getting figuring out next year's schedule, 2017 schedule soon. I think that's it. I, I hope everybody's in, everybody's. Bleh, I'm talking funny. I hope everybody is enjoying the holiday season, shopping, getting their house decorated if you celebrate Christmas. the uh, This is a fun time of year, uh, and uh, I don't even mind the winter yet until about January, and then I'm like, ugh, you know, like, please, I don't want uh, <laughs> I don't want three or four more months of cold and snow weather and all that. So that is it for this week. Uh, again, as always, thanks everyone for listening. Again, you can support the show over on patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you again very soon. This is Rico signing off. Bye. On the first day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me an honorary academy degree. On the second day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me Two dilithium crystals and an honorary academy degree. On the third day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me three holodeck visits, two dilithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the fourth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me four hats like Guinan's, three holodeck visits, two dilithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the fifth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me five huge pack legs. that make us go. Four hats like nine and three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the sixth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me six type A phases, five huge pack legs.
Can you make it go? Four hats like guidance, three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the seventh day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me seven replicators, six type A phasers, five huge packlets. He is smart. Four hats like guidance, three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the eighth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me eight Ractigenos, seven replicators, six Type A phasers, five huge packlets. We like power. Four hats like Guinness, three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the ninth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me. Nine Vulcan mind melts, eight Ractigeno, seven replicators, six Type A phasers, five huge packlets. We are far from home. Four hats like guidance, three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the tenth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me. Ten chocolate sundaes, nine Vulcan mind melts, eight Ractigeno, seven replicators, six Type A phasers, five huge packlets. Four hats like guidance, three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me eleven batless swinging, ten chocolate sundaes, nine Vulcan mind melts, eight Ractigeno, seven replicators, six Type A phasers, five huge packlets. We are not strong. Four hats like guidance, three holodeck visits, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, Starfleet gave to me. Twelve space-time continuums, eleven batless swinging, ten chocolate sundaes, nine Vulcan mind melts, eight Ractigeno, seven replicators, six Type A phasers, five huge packlets. Our ship is the Mondor. Four hats like guidance, three holodeck physics, two lithium crystals, and an honorary academy degree. Phew. This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.